Locked Into the Zone with Diamonds and Roses podcast, bringing you one step closer to Pacific Northwest and Southwest Canada baseball news, stories, and history. Proudly fueled by Baseballism, their America's brand, and Devo Bat Company, professional wood grain bats for the love of the game. And now your hosts, Ben and Travis. Good day and welcome to another episode of the Diamonds and Roses podcast, season six, episode five, bringing you some new news that you heard of this week, April 13th, 2023, a group in Salt Lake City has thrown their hat into the ring for an expansion team in Major League Baseball. Yes, that is correct. If you haven't heard that news, well, then this is new news to you. But I'm assuming that all of you have heard that news by now. And I wanted to do some research into this group. I wanted to do some additional research on the impact to Portland and the Diamond Project and other things. And it really just kind of like blossomed into a lot of information. Let's take a look at what we know of right now. The park, if selected, will be located on the west side of Salt Lake City, Utah, on a 100-acre parcel of land known as the Rocky Mountain Power District. This parcel of land is owned by the Rocky Mountain Power. The people who are heading this up are the Larry H. Miller Group. And we'll, we'll get into Larry H. Miller Group here shortly. But in brief, the Larry H. Miller Group manages a portfolio of companies, investments, and philanthropic endeavors. But let's, let's dive into Larry H. Miller because he was the person who owned this group and Larry H. Miller, he, he was born on April 26, 1944. He was a businessman. And what I learned about him was that he was born Larry, sorry, Lawrence Horn West. And he changed his name to Miller, which is after his stepfather. He owned multiple car dealerships throughout the Northwest and Southwest United States. Um, on May 10th, 1985, he became co-owner of the Utah Jazz with a 50% stake in ownership, and that came at a cost of about $8 million. 14 months later, from what I was looking at for my research, is that he actually almost sold his 50% ownership stake in the Utah Jazz for a reported $14 million. However, he pulled that back because the team would have moved to Minnesota. On June 16, 1986, he purchased the remaining 50% of the team from the other owner, Sam Battistone, for $14 million. Some of the things that he did as full owner, which I thought was kind of interesting, is that he had his own locker, 
He had a dress code for the team. He publicly greeted the players before each game. And under his ownership, the Jazz were the second winningest team in the NBA. Among other endeavors, Larry purchased the Salt Lake Bees, who happened to be a AAA affiliate of the Los Angeles Angels. Prior to purchasing the Bees, he was an unpaid consultant to the team. He also owned the WNBA's Utah Stars, which was sold in 2002. Um, sadly, he passed away on February of 2009. And the Larry H. Miller Group sold the Utah Jazz in October of 2020 for $1.6 billion. Now, let's talk more about the Larry H. Miller Group in this announcement. So Steve Starks, who was at the release of this information this past week, he happens to be the chief executive officer and member of the board of directors of the Larry H. Miller Group. He was previous president of the Utah Jazz and the Larry H. Miller Sports and Entertainment Group. Steve oversaw award-winning renovation of the Vivint Arena which is home of the Utah Jazz and other entertainment in that area. He also is on the Governor's Olympic and Paralympic Advisory Group. He's on the Board of Higher Education. And in 2018, he was named Top 40 Under 40 Sports Executives by this business journal. So the picture that I'm painting here right now between Steve and Larry is simple. The Larry H. Miller Group, by design of Larry H. Miller himself, his wife, and others, are not new to the sports team ownership and management idea and world. Now, let's talk about the Salt Lake Bees because the Larry H. Miller Group owned the Salt Lake Bees. But there's an interesting piece to all of this and how it relates to the city of Portland. The Salt Lake Bees in its current state was originally owned by Joe Buzas. Buzas, a former professional baseball player and manager, owned the Portland Beavers which he acquired in 1986. The Beavers, like another team prior, was moved to Salt Lake in 1994 and renamed the Salt Lake Buzz. Again, like so many times before, the move was a result of Booz's desire for a new stadium. Of course, the Portland Beavers would return to the Pacific Coast League in 2001. However, in 2009, then-owner Merritt Paulson and the city of Portland were awarded a Major League Soccer expansion team for 2011. The team would go on to be named the Portland Timbers. The Portland City Council approved a $31 million agreement to renovate then-PGE Park 
home of the Beavers, its purpose would only be for football and soccer. And right now it's just mainly for soccer. I mean, the uh, team that used to play there, which is the Portland Vikings, play elsewhere. And I think the most recent game was with the Oregon State Beavers who who played there. But other than that, it's, it's, it's primarily for soccer. Um, as, as a result of this new renovation, if you're in the Portland area, we well know this, but if you're not, this forced the Beavers to find a new home in Portland or forced to be moved. The initial plans were to build at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. However, there was a lot of people that were against that from the architectural world to the outside world just because there's it's just this magnificent glass arena that you know nobody wanted it to be demolished and got rid of and replaced with the ballpark. So Portland had a second location which was Lentz Park, but after meeting local residents, then Mayor Sam Adams withdrew the idea as such the Beavers were left without a home. July of 2010, without a home, owner Merritt Paulson put the Beavers up for sale. Padres owner Jeff Morad and his group purchased the team and temporarily moved them to Tucson, Arizona with plans to be at their forever home in Escondido. The plans fell through and resulted in the team finding a home in El Paso, Texas. They became the El Paso Chuas. Now, I want to go back to the Salt Lake Bees now and talk about them for a second because there's a lot that goes on you know, with this and the, the, the bees, they're in Salt Lake city right now, but they're, they're moving. And there was a ABC four television station reported on September 20th, 2022. Cause I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture here of how, how this, this concept of baseball in Salt Lake city is not new and how it, you know, Salt Lake again may ruin the plans of investors and, and and of a group to bring Major League Baseball to Portland. It it may cause something not to happen in Portland, but yet to happen in Salt Lake again. So again, ABC Four television station reported on September twentieth, twenty twenty two. Danielle McKinnon quote. Reports have begun to surface, suggesting that the bees may be nearing a move to daybreak as the team approaches the end of their lease on Smith's ballpark. Salt Lake City Bees spokesperson Craig William confirmed with ABC4 that the lease will officially expire following the 2024 baseball season. The bees noted, quote, carefully consider the investment needed to renovate and modernize the aging ballpark and address safety concerns in the area. Now, in regards to them moving to this location called Daybreak, quote, as a landowner, we must, sorry, as a landowner, we see a once in a generation opportunity with the Southwest quadrant of the Salt Lake Valley. 
We are exploring opportunities to balance growth, infrastructure demands, jobs, and housing needs, and how the Southwest Quadrant could be developed to complement and be additive to the quality of life in Utah. Okay, so so here's 20 of 22, okay? Then it goes on. Uh, there was another article. Uh, well, actually, the same article. They made that McKinnon made note of this, and I, I really wanted to point this out because I thought it was really interesting. That They point out, while residents of the Salt Valley can't seem to clear the cloud of curiosity hanging over their heads, with the timing of the Larry H. Miller Company's sizable Southern Valley land purchase and the expiration of a ballpark lease in mind, these two simultaneous events should be considered as nothing more than a simple coincidence, at least for now. So this author, this person working for ABC4, Daniel, could see something was going on and clearly noted that in um, her reporting. Now, let's let's take a, a step back because that was September of 20th of 2022. But let's take a back to April 12th of 2021. The Salt Lake Tribune reported on that date that Larry H. Miller's real estate arm makes big move buys booming daybreak in South Jordan. So you can see there was a there was some planning in April of 2021. So some stuff was already going on. And this is why I'm saying this because I'm painting a picture for you and I want you to understand this that in 2021 where I think at this point like a year into the pandemic and there's some forward thinking for this group yet i believe we're about 2 years or so into the portland diamond project and now they're seeing what's what's kind of gone on in portland and kind of seeing these things about what's happening i mean this is just me being hypothetical here, but you could see it. You could see like what some of these things are going on. Now let's fast forward to August second of twenty twenty two, which is again right before that article comes out about this move. The Salt Lake Tribune also reports, "quote Rocky Mountain Power takes first steps toward." developing those vacant acres along SLC's North Temple. That's the title. That's the title of this article. The article goes on to say, Rocky Mountain Power is taking initial public steps towards a decade-long development to turn as many as 100 acres around its main offices and power stacks along Salt Lake City's North Temple into a green, revitalized corporate campus and transit-oriented neighborhood. I want to take a sidestep, too, here, because what I also found out interesting after doing some some research and looking at this is, is that Rocky Mountain Power is a subsidiary of Portland, Oregon's 
based Pacific Core. So Pacific Core is a power company here in the state of Oregon. And so Rocky Mountain Power is owned by Pacific Core. Um, the article that I just read to you from the Salt Lake City Tribune on August 2nd, 2022, it also goes on to state, which I found and I wanted to note out, at the time of the article, it stated, quote, specific site plans are still being developed. So, I'm, again, I'm, I'm just trying to paint this picture for you because I, I find it really, really interesting. Now, on January 17th of 2023, the Salt Lake City Tribune also had this to say. After the mayor found out, and there was reports that they're going, that the bees are moving. They already knew this that the bees were moving. So um, it, it talked about them leaving for the the new ballpark in Daybreak, which is south of Salt Lake City. Mayor Aaron Mendenhall was quoted as saying this in the article regarding the team's departure. It means a path to Utah's capital hosting MLB at some point. Let me read that again. She stated it means a path to Utah's capital hosting MLB at some point. So clearly, clearly with uh, kind of painting this picture all along, clearly there was hints and there's little nuggets everywhere that could be found. They just had to be out there and you had to be looking at this. So someone was aware of the city's side and involvement. Now, flash forward to April 13th, 2023, which is just this past week, an article on PR Newswire, a Larry H. Miller company. It stated that over the last year, we have enjoyed our ongoing conversation with Major League Baseball and have formally registered our interest in Salt Lake being considered an expansion market. Group, The group that is going to oversee the construction of this was those that oversaw the construction of Truist Park for the Atlanta Braves they're going to be the general contractor for the first phase of the power district and has the knowledge of professional sports venue construction. So if this happens, if this goes through, then you have a company set in place who will be doing the construction of the stadium and they built the current truest park of the Atlanta Braves. Now, Rocky Mountain Power they're partnering with Larry H. Miller Company in Big League Utah. That's the name of this group, Big League Utah. And let me tell you, like, I go check their website out. I mean, first of all, go check it out. Like, you could scroll down and keep scrolling down the list of names of people who are actively involved in on this. I mean, we're talking large number of highly influential leaders, business people, politicians, and former professional athletes. Let's name two former professional athletes. 
two of both of them are going to ring the bell and you know you know them easily we have former all-star and portland native dale murphy and former atlanta brave philly and we have mr steve young quarterback former quarterback for the san francisco 49ers so it's interesting i mean we, we we have Dale Murphy involved in on this, and, and, and I'll get that to that point here in a little bit. But like I said, go go take a look at just how many people that they have on their group, and, and take a look at what the Diamond Project has on their website. I mean, these guys came out swinging. I mean, like swinging for beyond. The wall. I mean, they were they were looking at a, at a grand slam here. I mean, they're they're clearing the wall. They're they're going Barry Bond style out in McCovey Cove kind of thing. Now, you know, everything comes back to location, location, location. Comes back to stadium, and 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 that's why I feel like, in my opinion, I really do feel like. Salt Lake has just hit it out of the park with this so far and has put Portland Diamond Project in a position and put them back on their heels. And maybe I'm wrong and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But I mean, it got me to thinking like, where, what's going on? I mean, like in reflecting on the, the Diamond Project's location, I mean, we're looking at Terminal 2 here. Okay, if if you haven't been to Terminal Two, I mean it's this very big open, basically parking lot. It's huge, huge. But there's nothing locked in. I mean, Larry H. Miller Group has a site partnering with people and is locked in. Where are we at in Portland? Well, last I knew, last I think anybody knew, is that there were looking at this waterfront location um, it, it, to me it's really not located in an area conveniently accessible by vehicles um, by the by the by the general public because it's like a one it's like a two one lane road on each side going east and west um, and it's not necessarily right off the highway I mean they've talked about cool ideas bringing in boats and and, and having taxi boats bring you to the game and having traffic and having vehicles take you to and from the game, but you're, you're parking away from it. It's really not going to be the greatest of parking. Um, you know, in my opinion, I think that one of the major obstacles for building on a site, it's going to require significant engineering efforts and studies to ensure ground stability. And well, can, can you have this there? Um, and everything to date with this property has been in principle. I mean, there's nothing complete. Again, there's nothing firm on an ownership side like that of the Larry H. Miller Group and the new Salt Lake City effort. I mean, they're partnering with Rocky Mountain Power Group, and they have their location. They have their site. They have their renderings. Um, I also want to 
reflect on an article written by Portland sports broadcaster John Canzano on May 12th of 2021, titled MLB to PDX effort gets a boost with A's news, but now it needs a champion. Again, you look at the website for Big League Utah, and they have a lot of people, a lot of people. Kanzano notes, what whale investors saying, well-funded, we don't know who they are, and I think many people without knowing this information are not taking the Portland Diamond Project word for it. Kanzano's right on this. I mean, I don't think a lot of people are taking it serious because the names aren't there. I mean, maybe maybe they do have those. Maybe maybe they have the investors. But from from my standpoint, from a lot of people's standpoint, as fans and, and wanting to bring Major League Baseball to Portland, um, taking a look at Utah's site versus Portland Diamond Project's site, we we have a lot of information on Utah's site. We have invest, we have people who are actively involved, and we know that Larry H. Miller Group knows what they're doing. I'm not saying that. Craig Cheek, I'm not saying that Mike Barrett don't know what they're doing. I mean, Craig Cheek is amazing at what he does. He is a well-educated, well-rounded individual, and I just love talking with with Craig. But Larry H. Miller Group is a been-there-done-that kind of group. I mean, they have the wherewithal. They know it, and they're veterans. Honestly, they're let's look at it this way. They're veterans in this world. I mean, that's what I can say. They're veterans in this role. Um, and, and, and I got to say, you know, with everything that's happened in downtown Portland during the COVID-19 pandemic and, and Portland's continued homelessness problem, it has certainly not cast the city of Portland in any good spotlight, like whatsoever. So now what? Now what? Now what do we do? Uh, Bill Oram had an article in the Oregonian on Thursday, April 13th, 2023. He points out, like I have had, like I put on on Twitter, and I said a little bit ago, that one of Portland Diamond Project's own and Portland native all-star, Dale Murphy, joined the Salt Lake effort. Bill reached out to Mike Barrett, the managing director for the Portland Diamond Project, and Mike's comment was, quote, Dale is, a, Dale is pure class, and we thank him for his support. He goes on to say, I don't think, or sorry, I don't look at him as though he jumped ship to the competition or anything like that. Mike Barrett may not have, and may not say publicly that the Portland Diamond Project is not bothered by what Dale Murphy did. However, I think it is a major hit to their cause, and I think they know it. They they gotta know it. I mean, look, like he is an all-star. He is a Portland native. He played baseball in Portland. People in the Pacific Northwest who follow baseball years ago, and and let me say, would be the primary audience of this and have wanted baseball to Portland for many years. 
let's say if you're in your mid 30s and up i'm just throwing out a number but i kind of feel like your mid 30s or up you know dale murphy you know him if you're in this area you know him because you follow dale you go to the old timers banquets you see dale murphy walking around you see his support for these types of groups you see the john duns out there and know that that man coached him sorry jack dunn jack coached um dale murphy jack legendary legendary coach in this area but look Dale is in Utah. This is in his backyard. And I don't blame him one bit. Honestly, if Portland were to get a team over Salt Lake City, I think Murphy comes home on occasion and supports the team. I don't see one bit where he would not support this team at all. But look, I, I can't blame the guy. Honestly, like I have no blame in it. I mean, it's, this is in his backyard. This is where his kids, this is his life. I mean, this is where he lives. I mean, you, you move on. I moved on from living in, in Vermont and moved out here to Oregon. This, I have a family here. This is where my family is right now. And this is where my heart is. And I think he made the best choice for him and may ultimately have picked the winning choice. We'll see. Um, we'll see what goes on. But, uh, I mean, honestly, on the date of this recording and where we are at right now, in, in, in the research I've done, and, and I'm sure there's more out there that I'm not touching on right now, but I, I really do feel like Portland Diamond Project is is no better off today with Salt Lake coming in. And Salt Lake has really done a fantastic job, in my opinion, of putting out the information, and they came out hard. I mean, they were like Bo Jackson running through a line and smashing people, or Barry Sanders moving in and out of people. I mean... They really knew what they were doing and they do know what they're doing. They came out hard and I think that they've got a great plan in place right now and are going to push Major League Baseball. And I, I got to give them the edge right now. I really, really do. I mean, this is just one person's opinion is I'm giving them the edge. So I, I think Portland Diamond Project really at this point if, if somebody from Portland Diamond Project listens to this podcast, um, my advice to you, for what it's worth, is you got to put something out. You, you got to hit back a little bit. You got to like, maybe you're doing that with Major League Baseball, but you're not doing it with your general public, Joe, Joe or Jane out there who are going to be your audience, who are going to be the people that are going to support this team and, and support continue to support this effort of wanting major league baseball to be brought to portland oregon you gotta you gotta reach out to us you, you gotta make us feel warm and fuzzy about that but that's it for this episode 
And I just wanted you to hear my thoughts on this. I wanted to share with some information that I was able to glean off everything that I've researched out there so far. And if I find anything further, I will provide more updates for you. With that being said, I hope you have a great day wherever you were at. And as I always say, as I end each podcast, peace out. MLB to PDX.